The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepard. We're going to talk today about something Percy knows nothing about. You have no idea what it means to be a hospital chaplain, do you? I tell you, I'm, I'm learning every day. After 20 years, I, I may figure it out, but yes, I'm still learning. You may get there someday. At now, some no, point. in reality, you've been a chaplain, and now you work with so many chaplains around the country. It's very rewarding for you. It is. It's, it's been an unbelievable journey. And again, uh, as, as I reflect back over the many years, uh, I had no idea when I first got into ministry that I would end up in chaplaincy and understanding the power of 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 what we do and how we do it is a is an unbelievable thing and what I, excites you the most it is the unique opportunity to meet people that you've never met before that you have no insight to their social economic political background and you just get to dig into the humanity of the person that's sitting in front of and you. And you meet them at a very important time in their life. At a very vulnerable place and, and where their need may be at, at its highest as, as it has ever been ever before. All right. We're going to meet another hospital chaplain here today, uh, and you'll talk with him in just a few moments. We'll introduce uh, Wendell Scanterbury here on the program today. You have a scripture verse to guide us as we talk today? Yes, sir. Our spiritual nugget for the day that'll help establish uh, what we're going to talk about, I think, is so appropriate. It's found in Matthew 11, and it's verse 28 and 29. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That seems to be such an unusual passage when it comes to topics like cancer and chaplains and the sort. It does, but when we understand philosophically what this scripture is saying, of course, it's making reference to our relationship with the Father God through the Son. But metaphorically, when we talk about the role of a chaplain and the engagement and what chaplains bring to the table of assisting and helping individuals to work through hardships and difficulty, it then really makes sense and ties into the fact that people are weary, they're burdened, and and they can come to a chaplain. They can sit down and unpack and discuss and have those types of dynamics really looked at and evaluated in a way that will help lift the burden and, and take that yoke off of their neck. I get it now. Thanks for sharing that with us today. As we begin the program, and I hope you'll stay with us, if you cannot stay with us, make sure you log on to healthhopeandinspiration.com to listen to today's program and past programs as well. healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepard with Percy McRae on today's program, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. And once again, welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Remember, spiritual support is provided when and if desired by the patient. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we're so grateful for our hospital chaplains. Their ministry in the lives of people and families living with cancer is extraordinary, and we're about to meet one of these special ministers. Percy? Well, with me today is Reverend Wendell Scantaberry, who is the Director of Pastoral Care at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia. And uh, it's just an honor and a privilege to have you with us today, Reverend. How are you? Doing great. Likewise, thank you so much for allowing me to have this opportunity to be here. Well, again, I've I've known you for a while now. And first, let me say I've grown to love and, and appreciate and respect just the person of who you are and, and, and the way that you approach what you do. Obviously, we're colleagues and constituents. Uh, and in that, you work primarily from a spiritual care support perspective of serving patients and their caregivers. Tell our audience a little bit of what your role is, how it has evolved, and, and specifically what you do day to day. Sure. So I would approach that from two perspectives. On one level, administratively, my responsibility is to oversee the work that we as chaplains do, caring for our patients and uh, their caregivers and families. Uh, So I pretty much set the pace for chaplains, for the work they do, how they approach patients, where they are assigned and so on, um, the responsibilities that they carry out. But uh, on another level, I'm also... A chaplain. So I also interact directly with patients, with their caregivers, with their loved ones, and uh, providing the programs that we do in order to facilitate those interactions, in order to make sure that our patients and their loved ones receive the kind of care, attention, uh, and support that they need spiritually and emotionally as they um, walk through the cancer journey. Why did you choose to become a chaplain and why cancer patients? That's an interesting question because I would not say that I chose to become a chaplain. I chose a lot of other things. This was not something that I I can chose. relate to that. <laughs> I actually started as a chaplain intern. So while I was doing my master's studies in uh, divinity, I had the opportunity to be exposed uh, to a cancer setting in my internship experience. And so that really resonated deeply with me. What resonated specifically was the uh, experience of, uh, Sydney. for those of us who are familiar with with church and, and, and worship settings and so on, uh, the difference is that you have the opportunity uh, to get uh, really up close and personal with the journeys of the people that you interact with. So rather than, this is how I, I tend to compare it, rather than this wide reach that often takes place or often is the responsibility of a pastor in a church setting mm-hmm. where you have to touch a whole range or a whole a collective of people. We we touch many people, but on a more individual basis. Okay. 
And so we get much deeper into their journeys. And so that's what resonated with me that really drew me into what I do today. Well, and that that truly is uh, a unique uh, interpretation of the difference of a parish-based ministry focus versus uh, a chaplain-based or healthcare hospital-based ministry. That being said, um, I'm interested in, in, in what inspired you to go into the ministry at all in general. I have been in church since I was 17 years old. Just a little while. Yeah, just just a couple (laughs) years now. But I've always been passionate about my relationship with God and how I live that out through my relationship with people. Okay. Uh, One of the things that Scripture actually says is that it's difficult to to articulate a love for God outside of the context of loving people. Okay. I've taken that very seriously over the years. And so that is what I would say has been the the biggest driving factor for me. Uh, so getting into a context where people are so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. As, and, as many cancer patients are. Absolutely. And the question about, well, where is God in all of this? Or what does this mean for me, for my life, for who I am and, and my existence? These are things that come up. And so I find myself drawn to connecting with people in this place, in their journeys. One of the things that I think also resonates deeply with me is that in the context of cancer that I work, it's it's almost like a level playing ground. You, you don't get to discriminate a whole lot because cancer does not discriminate. Oh, indeed, and so yes. when people find themselves in this vulnerable place, they're searching for answers. They're trying to make sense of what's happening with their life, with Why their relationships. Why me? Why now? All of these questions, these existential questions come up. And uh, people have all these desires, all these hopes, all these dreams that all of a sudden are hanging in the balance. Okay. And how do you make sense of that? So that becomes uh, real material for the conversations that we have and the relationships that we build in the journey. So, with that being said, so now we're you're, you've 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 been in relationship with God a very long time. So it sounds like your background and your orientation make me of, sound old. No, it just makes you sound uh, <laughs> full of wisdom and experience, my friend. Your motivation for ministry and, 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 and moving into that direction, you're led into the cancer arena as a chaplain. Chaplaincy now has has become a booming vocation. I remember when I started uh, in healthcare chaplaincy, chaplains were not very popular people and, and there weren't very many of them. Today, we have all sorts of different chaplains. We have first responders, firefighters, police. Uh, we now have corporate chaplains. What is your thoughts about what has happened with chaplaincy and the importance that chaplaincy has been given now in our our, our secular society outside of a, a church world orientation? I think what we see and what we are seeing now more and more is that it's difficult to extract humanity from the human. Okay. And so regardless of what someone's belief system is, regardless of what their philosophies are, at the core of their being, they're human. And you cannot not experience something like cancer or any challenge that comes your way in the journey of life. Uh, you can't not experience it as a human being. Okay. We're not robots. We're, we're, we're not um, unemotional. 
we were not devoid of a sense of meaning or purpose. Mm. Uh, apart from which, we can't exist outside of relationships. That's what makes us who we are, and that's what allows us to function and and make sense of this journey. And so I think that more than ever now, you're seeing that people are acknowledging that and having to really respond to, to that need, a need that we all have, I believe, and, and that cries out to be met. So with respect to chaplaincy, that's, that's the crossroads at which, invariably, we connect with the people that we serve, regardless of what institution or what industry you're uh, practicing chaplaincy. You're really connecting with the human. The role of the chaplain becomes connecting with people at those points uh, and helping them to make sense, to validate their experiences, their hurts, their pains, their questions, their confusions, their sense of uh, loss of control, and mm-hmm. all these things that come into the mix of being human. I remember initially going into chaplaincy, having a, a local pastor in town tell me that pastors did not view chaplains as real ministers. Is it safe to say and suggest then that there is a place, obviously, for our local pastors, and we want to be clear for ministers who are listening, who pastor churches, that uh, we love and respect pastors, obviously. But there is also a huge uh, element of of need that chaplains play that are outside of the context of the institution of the local church that comes to help meet people at the crossroads of conflict and struggle. Is that what I'm hearing you say, Reverend? That is what you're hearing me say, and I think it would probably be best illustrated by uh, maybe an analogy. So when you think of maybe the medical world, you have general practitioners who uh, address a whole range of things, um, and they might be able to, uh, they would listen to you, they'd hear about the symptoms that, that you're experiencing, but then because whatever you're experiencing and based on maybe what tests are taken indicate that uh, there needs to be deeper uh, interaction with a particular condition or so on, you get referred to a specialist who is able to focus very specifically on what the issue is. Um, I think pastors are able to uh, really address a range of issues, but they're able, uh, they have capacity to go so far because of the nature of what uh, pastoring and parish ministry demands. Okay. With respect to chaplains, we're in the place where I think we specialize. We're able to connect with people in a very specific way, uh, maybe based on our industry, maybe based on um, the type of trauma or experience that a person is is dealing with. And we're able to go much deeper than a pastor would often have the time and the capacity and the ability to do. So there is a huge complementarity there. Um, Neither works without the other or exclusive of the other. But I don't think that they could exist without the other. Okay. And again, if I could summarize, because again, it was, it was very clear to me that there is a place for both and, and, and a need for both, but have unique uh, elements and aspects to them. And so we're talking specifically about chaplaincy, which you are a chaplain by trade. So am I. Uh, and in that context, again, understanding the, the value and the role of chaplaincy, I think in our current culture, because again, we have a culture today of many people mentally, emotionally, physically, who are really struggling in the marketplace and who may not even necessarily belong 
to a local faith community. We have many people today who are describing themselves as spiritual but not religious. Mm -hmm. And so the chaplain really has an opportunity within the vocational setting of industry, healthcare, first responders to really meet needs of people that in some cases pastors don't have access to. I can't tell you the number of people that I have met, that I have sat with, that I have journeyed with who have said to me and shared with me that either they have not graced the the doors of a church for years or they started off in church but they have not been there again for a long time or they have not been particularly religious uh, in their lives. Correct. But they're in a place where they need what we have to offer and they're open to what we have to offer. But these are people uh, for the most part that a pastor would not see in his or her office or counseling room so on doesn't mean that they don't need what we have to offer right. uh, again it, it's it's a really unique uh, experience and a, u- a unique demographic I dare say that we as chaplains have the capacity to meet and serve and serve well that otherwise would not necessarily receive the kind of help and support that they desperately need but that are they're not in a place where they would receive it uh, or reach out for it in the church. Sure, sure. The role of chaplaincy in today's culture and in the climate that we live in is as important as as any uh, for many who may be in or out of a faith-based institution that, that we have the skill set and the ability to meet needs in ways that, in some cases, pastors may not have access to. Today, Reverend Wendell Scantaberry, Director of Pastoral Care at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Eastern uh, Regional Medical Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I thank you for your talent, your time, and your compassion. I call you blessed on today, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Well, Percy, you've been telling me about these great chaplains around the country, and we're meeting some of them on the program here from week to week, and now I know what you're talking about. Indeed, these are precious brethren and sisters who are in everyday frontline work of meeting needs of people in ways, in some cases, that local pastors and ministers simply do not have access to, and how important it is to understand the depth and the width and the role of a local chaplain. Yeah. If you encounter one, just put your arm around them and say thank you Absolutely. for what you're doing. Hug them and kiss them. It's they appreciated. Do, they do great work. <laughs> All right. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We have more coming up on today's program, but if you'd like more information right now, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Stay tuned for more on today's program. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. 
Welcome back to our program today. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Paying tribute to our hospital chaplains here today, we heard from a good one. We have one as our host on the program, Reverend Percy McRae. Percy, I mentioned this earlier, but a hospital chaplain encounters people at such a vulnerable time in their life, a time when end-of-life issues are right at the tip of our tongue, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Cancer patients are forced to think about their mortality. Uh, When one is told that they have cancer and they're working through the possibility of the life-threatening aspect of that, they, they must begin to start thinking about what if and what happens after, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the statements that was made by Reverend Scantaberry that I think fits here very well is it is difficult to extract humanity from being human. When we talk about a cancer patient, first, we must remember that they're human beings yeah, with dignity, with dignity. And then their humanity now is, is being threatened by the fact of what happens to me next or what do I do, uh, et cetera, et cetera, which leads one theoretically to the conversation of spiritual thoughts and ideology. And is there a God? You know, uh, how do I connect to God? It opens up so many possibilities of dialogue and discussion that in many cases, individuals from other vocations do not have the opportunity to have that discussion with this person under these circumstances. And it goes as far as the patient wants it to go. The patient's in control of that conversation. Well, again, they dictate the terms of that conversation. But what I can certainly share with you, and I have spoken to some of the most ardent quote unquote, uh, atheistic, agnostic people in the world uh, who under the circumstances of the possibility of facing death, began to open up that dialogue and began to introduce that conversation and are looking for individuals who will gently, respectfully, and responsibly help them process through that conversation. And chaplains have an opportunity to do that. I'm thinking of the verse in Peter that talks about being ready to give a reason for the hope that lies within. That is correct. And again, when you're given that opportunity to to provide that to individuals under those circumstances, it is more than appropriate to begin to present some possibilities of thought for them to consider. So, you know, it, it speaks to the whole, the whole element of chaplains as ministers in a healthcare setting as being viewed as a specialist. Reverend Scantleberry talked about the specialty of chaplaincy that in some cases is a little unique and different than parish-based ministry. And obviously we respect pastors and parish-based ministry. Yeah, we work hand in hand. That's exactly right. But there are times at the bedside in a healthcare environment that chaplains are, are brought into conversations that very few others are actually asked to be part of and to engage with and, and, and to be available in that situation becomes crucial and it's important because it's an opportunity to reach a unique demographic uh, who desperately needs our ministry, as Reverend Scantaberry reminded us. So is this part of your role at Cancer Treatment Centers of America to encourage these chaplains? Well, at this point, certainly to empower and and to partner with them uh, with regard to the work that they do uh, to try to remove barriers as much as possible so that they can facilitate, again, the ministry of love and support and, and relief of burdens. And so I have the opportunity to meet with and talk with all of our chaplains across the country and to provide them with resources and relationships that ultimately will allow them to do the work that they've been called to do by God and by the organization. Yeah, I just think they're extra special people. And again, now I get the context of those verses you read for us earlier. Absolutely. Again, the spiritual nugget, 
Matthew 11, uh, verse 28 and 29. And again, the scripture is talking about our relationship with God, the father through the son. But again, philosophically, the role of what chaplains are doing come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, chaplains get to meet a lot of people who are burdened and weary and tired, and I will give you rest or we can help them find rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In many cases, we're asked questions to answer and to provide insight to, for I am gentle and humble in heart. A chaplain's role is not to dictate or tell anybody what to do, but again, to take a humble approach of being gentle and kind as they are working through difficulties. And you will find rest for your souls, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Today, understand the power of a chaplain at your healthcare institution. Be there and are willing to be available to you when you need them most. We celebrate chaplains today. We sure do. Percy McRae. Thank you so much, Percy. Look forward to our conversation next time. God bless and have a fantastic day. You have been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're found online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.